Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me is the man who is even worse than Kryptonite to Superman. And that'd be my good friend, Jwayland Davis. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to come up with that one on the fly. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, crap. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I felt like our truth. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and tonight, we're going to be kind of given our predictions our previews of crown jewel 2021 which is due to happen here in three days on thursday because today is the 18th so it's on the 21st and yeah i mean they're they're yeah. trying to build it into a credible show but with the history of these saudi shows i'm just not sure how good it's going to be yeah and that's one of the things, you know, because you and I have both said earlier that we weren't going to probably not going to watch it live. Yeah. But then they started putting matches on here that make us want to watch it live. Yeah. And even though it will be hard for me to watch it live, because, I mean, I'll be at work and you'll be at work, too. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you'll be at work there in your office. Right. Home office. Um, I'll be at work in my office office. And, you know, if if I were to bring it up on my phone kind of sitting there you know um i just say it wouldn't be the first time i've watched one of the saudi pay-per-views <laughs> at my desk uh in fact i want to say the australian pay-per-view they did uh, i don't even remember the name of it but it was when they were there in australia super uh, I, showdown. was that it? yeah super showdown yeah i actually watched that one uh, a good bit of it at my desk you know so um and you know so this looking through these matches it, it, now yeah they it, they put some matches on there that makes us want to watch it they actually have uh current storylines they're not well with one one exception sort of they're not bringing back any old retired wrestlers just for the sake of pleasing the saudis yeah yeah and, it's, it's a little different show than it normally is the the format anyway but right uh, i just i don't know but we'll get into that in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before we get started, I want to go ahead and give our, our, our contact and listening info. If you'd like to email us, just email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on YouTube, even though it's it's still pretty bare. I keep trying keep failing to get stuff on there uh, but i'm going to keep trying until i get it working again uh you can find us on uh tiktok at armchair booking uh, or actually i think it's armchair booking podcast we haven't actually uploaded anything there on there yet but we do have we do have some supporters on there so we we should probably get to trying to get a video on there yeah at yeah. some point uh it's just kind of hard to i'm trying to figure out what to put on tiktok yeah you know um but we'll figure it out. Uh, and if you want to listen to us, you can find us in, on pretty much every platform you can think of for listening to podcasts, such as Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Podbay, Pocket Casts, and there's got to be more. So I believe I've covered everything. Did I miss anything, Wayland? No, I believe you got everything. Just yeah. give us a search on Google and you'll find 
so many different platforms that we're on. Yep. yep. Oh, and also on Twitter, if you want to follow Dwaylon, it's at fat underscore daddy seven three. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I've been making sure that they get both of us on there. Yeah, every time yeah. I advertise that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I cannot leave Dwaylon out. Y'all should know that by now. <laughs> so, and also before we get started on the Saudi show, I want to uh, give a big shout out to Noah Gabriel for coming on the Absolutely. show this past Friday. Man, uh, Noah was an absolutely fantastic guest. Um, if you have not heard the interview with him, I suggest you go to give it a listen, especially if you're just looking for some kind of inspiration on just basically if you're wanting to succeed just listen to what he was saying about he knows even at his young age of 22 he knows he's gonna have to work hard he knows that it's not going to be an easy road and he's ready for it and and he's trying to learn every aspect of the game and uh we did his interview friday night and then saturday night i actually went to a northern wrestling federation show in fairfield ohio and it was actually held outside and I was out there wearing shorts and a t-shirt because I'm stupid because that, <laughs> because that temperature, it did drop. And I was out there going to the merch table going, I, if you have any kind of hoodies, I will buy one right now. If you have one in three, yeah. but, but they didn't have any, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mean, it was still cool. I actually got to hang out with some of them after the show. I was going to go to wings and rings with them, but, um, Unfortunately, it got a little bit too late for me anyway, and it's not just that I'm a wuss, but I uh, I had at least an hour drive ahead of me to get back home. Yeah. You know, so uh, now that is something, you know, getting up at, you know, 4.30 every morning during the week, you know, will affect me on the weekends because, like I said, I'm not 20 anymore. I'm 48. I'm, right. almost, I'm almost 50. So, you know, trying to push my body to see how many hours in a row I can go being awake just won't work anymore. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, uh, but, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I did, I do regret, you know, I wasn't able to uh, go hang out there with them, you know, but in the meantime, I mean, I was able to talk to quite a few people and because of that we have some more interviews that were being set up. We actually, we are interviewing, we're scheduled to interview the wrestler, um, the future star named Breezy. You've heard me talk about her in the past. Uh, we'll be interviewing her Wednesday and it looks like we'll be interviewing Joe Pro James this coming Sunday, which is uh, really an off day for us, but it was when he was available. Right. Got to go when they're available. Yep. I mean, right? And, you know, super, super nice. Breezy is nice as can be. Uh, Joe Pro James, he and I have actually talked a few times, and I'm really looking forward to doing his interview. Another, another guy that he, he'll inspire you. I just feel like that. If, if you look at his Instagram, you look at all the things that he does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Man, he is not one to sit idle, that's for sure. And I can see, yeah, his, his hard work is definitely paying off. Uh, also was interviewing or interviewing, trying to set up some interviews in the future with Sinclair Octavius Bentley, another super nice guy. And he um, he actually, he does listen to the podcast. I know he's listened to some of the episodes. So is Joe Per James. And so I just want to give a shout out to those guys, you know, uh, super good guys. And also uh, Kemba. Yeah, another guy, he, he mentioned, he's like, hey, you interviewed Noah. And, and this, a lot of the other ones, you interviewed Noah last night, didn't you? So uh, so thank you, Noah, for coming on because that got that got us noticed. Yeah, it really you know, did. Oh, man. And, and, and it is kind of a, dude, I really wish you would have been there with me because just to hear everybody, you know, hey, 
you're the guy who interviewed no last night weren't you and <laughs> yep sure was and i also uh, just talking with some some of the other people there like in the crowd there was another guy who he was kind of standing right in front of me he actually got the front row tickets i didn't do that this time um because i actually showed up a little bit later uh but talk with the guy you know it turns out he's a big wrestling fan and he loves listening to podcasts i said oh yeah you know i, I have my own podcast he's like really and so i told him about it and um you know he said say cool he said i'm gonna go i'm gonna give a listen to some of that right now in fact he was really wanting to listen to the episode we did last week about the war between aew and wwe oh, okay. you know so because uh, we, we were talking about that for a little bit and then the very next day actually at church uh oddly enough i was talking to tiny tim's brother-in-law okay. and he uh he knew about the podcast but he didn't really pay a lot of attention to it and you know but i was telling him and, and i was telling about that yeah you ought to go he said you know what he said what is them your podcast and i gave it to him he's like cool he did he i saw him he went and he went ahead and followed it right then and there so because cool. you know, here I am, like like I said, I mean, it's kind of, it's not very often that you have a somewhat famous brother-in-law and then, you know, your, your brother-in-law is getting interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that. So, um, but yeah, so that was a um, pretty interesting weekend to say the least, and, but <laughs> it, it's, like it. man, but tell you what, I mean, it, it is helping set us up and we've got some other, other people that aren't part of the NWF, but they're part of uh, other companies who we're going to be contacting as well because we have their information but i was even telling dwayne before the show we're, we're gonna have to make a list of all the people because it we certainly don't want to miss out an opportunity to have anybody on our show uh not just you know for them but really for us as well because yes. i mean we we look forward to we look, look forward to meeting everybody because it's just a lot of fun for us and we really enjoy it immensely absolutely it's yeah. i mean it's been a great time so far Oh yeah, you know so. So Saudi Arabia, uh, the crown jewel. So, what we have been doing in the past, and I think we'll continue this, is we've been given our predictions for all the matches. Uh, basically, two predictions: one, what we think will happen, and two, what we think should happen. And, and sometimes, I mean, they are one and the same, um, you know, but not necessarily because our predictions of what will happen, you know, well, we just, this comes with us being wrestling fans for a very long time and, and we recognize yeah. patterns. Yeah, <laughs> but, especially WWE's patterns. Yes. And I'm actually on the Wikipedia page right now, and I'm going to start at the bottom um, and then go up because, of course, the main event matches is the one listed at the very top and i don't want to list that one first because then everybody will stop listening to us right, right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know you don't play you don't play your hit song as your opening song so no nope. all right so the very first match is listed will be is mansoor against mustafa ali and i'll actually go ahead and give my uh well my this my prediction of what should and what will happen are actually one and the same. I think Mansoor is actually going to win this one because he's from Riyadh. I didn't know that until I read that. Just yeah, you know, I knew that because uh, he, you know, he had been on a, um, 
you know, for today's standards, a pretty lengthy winning streak. And uh, like every every Saudi show he's been on, he's he's won. And I just, you know, I completely agree. I think he's going to win that. You know, pop the hometown crowd. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it'll be a good match because it's two talented guys. I just hate yeah. that they pulled the old let's break this tag team up and have them feud angle because it's like they broke them up too soon after they, you know, they've only been a team for a few months and then they break them up. And once, once Mansoor wins, it's like, you know, there's the payoff to your feud and then you've broken up a, you know, potentially really good tag team for a, you know, for a one-off feud. Right, and and it's just to pop the crowd in Saudi, uh, yep. un- unless they figure out a way to bring them back together. You know, um, which is which is possible. I mean, it's possible, but knowing Vince's disdain for tag teams, I I doubt it. Yeah, that's very true. And and one of the things which is a big difference between the Saudi shows and really the the show in Australia as well. And any show they do in America, just about in America, Vince is notorious for all oh, you're in front of your hometown. You're going to lose. Yep. <laughs> but yep. it's a little different when they go overseas because you got the entire country is pulling for, you know, whoever the person is, it's like that in Australia, they had the iconics and the iconics yeah. won. I don't yeah. remember who they were going against, but they won. And and of course now with Mansoor, yes, they're, they're absolutely going to have him win because they can have a riot in their hands if he loses. Oh yeah. Plus the, <laughs> plus the, the officials who are, you know, bankrolling the show, so to speak, or have probably already said, uh, Mansoor is going to win. Right. So <laughs> you know, it's like, they probably posed it as a question. Like we do our kids, like, this is what we're going to do, right? And it's like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, they may be going, yeah, let me hold on to your passport for a little bit until. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to pull a North Korea on you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, you're not leaving until we get the results we want. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and like, but I also agree with you. I think that it actually that has potential to be a very good match because both these guys are very excited to watch. Mm hmm. Uh, the next one listed, I can't see it being the second match on the card, but it's just next one listed edge and, and Seth Rollins in the hell in a cell. Now I'm on the, um, WWE page for the, for the pay-per-view. Oh, do they have, do they have it? Do they have it listed in order? Yeah, they've got it listed probably. I don't know though, because. They've got the next match, which this makes sense is the next match. The Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. Okay, that wouldn't make sense as the next match. Yeah, for the tag titles. Um, I think that, I think Randy and Riddle are going to keep the titles. I don't see them breaking up just yet. Um, I think AJ and Omos, you know, they had their run with the tag titles. I think when Orton and Riddle do drop the titles, I think it's going to be uh, to a team like the Street Profits or something like that. Um, 
but I don't see them dropping the titles just yet. I see them feuding down the line, but I don't see them dropping the titles just yet. Especially not, especially not essentially a B pay per view. I think if they're gonna if they're gonna drop right. them and start the feud, I think they're gonna, it's gonna be on a bigger platform. And you know, and I was actually thinking about that. You know, or like you said, this being a B pay per view, because I don't see AJ and almost being a team forever either. No. Because I think once once they feel almost as ready, yeah, to be on his own, then they're going to split them up. Yeah, and I think this is AJ grooming almost, you know, kind of like when it's kind of like with Sean and Diesel back in the day when you yep. know Diesel was kind of green coming in. You know, he'd done some work in WCW, but he was still kind of green when he came to WWE. They put him as Sean's bodyguard, then they end up winning the tag titles. You know, he's improving all the time. I think that's kind of the the Styles Omos dynamic there. And whenever AJ and Omos do break up, I mean I think it's gonna be a, a case of Omos is gonna turn face. Yeah. So uh I you know what I'm gonna go by your list because your list is probably a lot better order than this list. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, they have the next match as Edge. I'm going from the bottom to the top. The third okay. match that they have listed is Edge versus Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. Okay. That makes sense to be the third match, too. Yeah, it didn't make sense for it to be the second match. But the third match, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um. I think Seth honestly should win. But as far as will he win? God, that's a hard one. Because I'm trying to think what's the value of having Edge win. I really you know what there really is no value of having Edge win. There's not, especially in the I mean really less than part time role that Edge is in. I mean he's He's working, nothing against Edge, but, I mean, he's working a Brock Lesnar schedule. He's got, you right. know, he's got a handful of dates a year. And I get that, but, you know, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that not only should Seth Rollins win this match, but he's going to win this match. This is a, this is a classic example of how to use Hell in a Cell. Yep. It's not, it's not just a gimmick. It's supposed to be a feud ender when nothing else will end in the conflict, so to speak, put them inside the cell and let them finish it. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I think because they need to move, they've had a good feud. The promos have been good. The, the in ring work has been good, but it's got to end. So both guys can move on to something else. Right. So I think, uh, in my opinion, like I said, Seth should win, and I think he will win. And then I think Edge will take some more time off, and then Seth will move on to something else. Because now, Seth's not hindered by the, the heel versus heel dynamic when he was on SmackDown and the possibility of facing Roman. He could have an excellent feud with Big E for yeah. the WWE title. So I think I, I, that's my prediction is what's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, that is very intriguing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just think about yeah, him and Big E. Man, that, those would be some good matches. 
Yeah. I would think. And both of them can talk people in the building, so. Oh. And I honestly, I think Edge. I think Edge might want to take this opportunity to start planning, at least planning his retirement. Yeah. I mean, I hate to see him going out with this many losses in a row, but still at the same time, he is injury prone and you never know. I mean, he could re injure his neck. I mean, yes, apparently the doctor did a miraculous job. Yeah. But I mean, he's still on borrowed time because I mean, at his, his age and the extent of his original injuries, I mean, it's amazing he was ever, ever able to step in the ring ever again, much less go how he's been going. But right. you know, he picked up that big win at SummerSlam. Then Seth beat him on SmackDown and, you know, put him out for a little while. So I think this will be the blow off. And I think Seth will win because Seth needs it. Edge doesn't need this win. Right. And and you would think, I mean, that's kind of an odd statement too, saying Seth Rollins actually needs a win because of all the things he's accomplished. But you're right. I mean, in this case, he actually does need this win yeah, more than Edge especially does. Especially as, as far as his heel persona has gone, he is this era's Edge anyway. So yep. the best thing to do is for him to beat Edge and prove himself to be the superior, you know, Ultimate opportunist. Oh, so uh, what's the next match? What's the next match? Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, no holds barred match. Uh, now, what exactly does that mean? No holds barred. I mean, it's the same thing as a street fight. They they kill me. It's like pick a name. It's yeah. like <laughs> they'll say they'll say okay, no DQ, street fight no holds barred it's like it's all the same match if there's no disqualification that means you can use weapons or fight on the outside or do whatever so it's the same match i don't know right. why they call it no holds barred um at least i know we're getting a goldberg match and everybody knows goldberg's track record at the saudi show is not very good at all right but at least it's not a championship match. At least we know he's not going to go in and beat somebody for a title that he has no business beating. And this one has the potential to be a very, very hard-hitting, brutal match. Yeah. And I think Bobby Lashley will bring it. But like you said, Goldberg's track record is not really good at the Saudi events. I think the no holds barred stipulation, honestly, I think they put it in place to mask the fact that Bill Goldberg is 52 years old and he's not a, you know, there's still guys in their 50s that are wrestling, you know, top tier matches. Uh, Minoru, right. you know, um, you've got guys like uh, Minoru from New Japan. He wrestled Daniel Bryan in a fantastic match on AEW. Um, you've got Sting, who is in his mid to late 50s, who is still pulling out stuff that I didn't think he would do at that age. But Goldberg's not in that category. Chris no. Jericho's 50 years old, and he's still... He's amazing. Showing everybody why he's one of the greats. 
Goldberg is not in that category. The problem with Goldberg is Goldberg was Goldberg has always been an attraction, and WWE has always tried to book him as a wrestler, and that's not his thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to see a great Bill Goldberg match, the match he had with Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title at WrestleMania was his best match because they played to his all of his strengths, hit every weakness. That was probably the best six-minute match I've ever seen. But Bobby Lashley's going to have to carry him to a you know to a serviceable match. Bobby Lashley can have a good match with anybody. It just depends on what he's going to be able to pull out of Bill Goldberg. Because once once that five minute mark hits, Bill's gassed. He's blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> and and plus, not only, you get him in that salty heat. Yeah. I and mean, I mean, he's he's sweating gallons cutting a promo on Raw. Can you imagine how bad he's going to, how hot he's going to be in Saudi under all those lights in that heat? And you know that stadium that they've uh, wrestled in over there. Yeah, it's open air, but it's got that partial roof over it, and it's got the big donut hole in the middle of it. Yeah, if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and, and so that air. Um, you know, it looks kind of like one of them old, um, like convection fryer things, you know, they used to show like yeah. people would make like yeah. bunt, bunt cakes, yep. <laughs> you know, it looks like one of those, uh, so that heat just stays there. Yeah. And of course the Saudis are like, what kind of chilly, don't you think? You know, because yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, they're, they're used to it, they're used to it because the climate's the same all the time, but, right? With, for them, it's just, you know, it's just another day. But for people that aren't used to that climate, and especially when you've got somebody, I mean, cosmetically, Bill Goldberg is in fantastic shape. Yeah. But he is not in ring shape. He is not no. in, his cardio, which has never been good anyway, is non-existent now. So Bobby Lashley should win this. So he can get away from this and go back to doing what, you know, having the great run that he's had this year. But I believe Bill Goldberg's going to win this. Oh, well, he's got how many more matches on the contract? Um, I think he's got this one. He might have one more this year. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, now, now this one's also a revenge for his son kind of match, too. So, But, I mean, they're... Uh... Their storytelling on this is off, too, because they're painting Bobby Lashley as the bad guy because he beat up somebody that jumped him from behind. And right. it's like, you're, you know, your kid didn't have any business in the ring anyway, much less jumping on Bobby Lashley. I'm 48 years old, and I wouldn't jump on Bobby Lashley. So your 15-year-old kid didn't have any business in the ring yeah. jumping the guy from behind. And then you've had Bill Goldberg cutting these promos the past few weeks talking about he's going to kill Bobby Lashley. And I agree with something Eric Bischoff said on his podcast. He said that as soon as you have a wrestler start talking about that they're going to literally kill somebody, you've taken people completely out of the match because yep. your believability your believability is gone. It's like, you know, Nobody's really, nobody really thinks that Bill Goldberg's going to go in there and actually murder Bobby Lashley. So right. all that, all that talk was for nothing. So 
But I think Goldberg will win this match because I think it'll pop the crowd, and that's what WWE's all about these days is the big crowd pops and their their big moments. So, And I'm pretty sure you've heard JR talk about Elegante. Yes. When he was like, Ric Flair, I kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they tell him you can't say that, but he yeah. said, then he said, say something else, Ric Flair, I kill you. All right, let's go with it. And like I said, yeah. it just took all the credibility out of the match. And and I will say one thing about the the heat over there, um, because I'm, I mean I haven't been to Saudi, but I've been to Kuwait, you know, of course, which borders uh, Saudi Arabia. We got off the plane over there. This was in July of um, 2002. It was already over 100 degrees there at 3 o'clock in the morning. Good and Lord. Yeah. And the, way, the, be- the best way I could describe it was you take a hair dryer, you turn it on low heat and hold it about arm's length from you, but have it pointed straight at your face. And that's what kind of what it felt like. That hot uh, air it wasn't blowing hard, but it was hot, and it was still coming on. You was like, "Oh my god, it's so hot!" Yeah. <laughs> and um, then of course my my one friend who was over there with me, he's you know he grew up in Tampa, and he's like, "This is great." <laughs> and, we're like, <laughs> and we're all like, "Man, shut up!" <laughs> like, <"Why>, <laughs> and, um, and then of course he and I were roommates over there in the little trailer that we were in and he would have the air conditioner just cranked and so that was a funny thing it was um like you're going from outside to inside it, it's like going from saharan journey to arctic discovery <laughs> just, <laughs> so but yeah that heat over there dude it is just oppressive or the way you put it um the, you know the heat is disrespectful disrespectful yeah <laughs> it is very just disrespectful. <laughs> and and so they only have like a day or two to acclimate and then they got to do their matches and then they got to get right back on the plane and come back home. Yep. And the weather, I'm pretty sure all across the United States, the temperature is dropping. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit of a change. So, uh, so what is the next match on your list? Uh, my list, the next match is uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Becky Lynch defends against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in a triple threat match. Uh, this was the match that me and you said would happen. We just didn't think it would happen. There. Yeah, right. I figured it would be... I figured it would happen either on SmackDown or at Survivor Series. But the draft kind of messed all that up. So, because you got Becky and Bianca both have been drafted to Raw. Sasha's the only one of the three women that's got drafted to SmackDown. It's the SmackDown Women's Championship, so logic would dictate, and I, 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 I know I say that being WWE's not <laughs> logic, but logic would dictate that Sasha wins because she's the only one that's on SmackDown. But, like you said, logic. Yeah. And uh, you never know. They may, they may leave the SmackDown Championship with Becky, but send her to Raw anyway. Well, which, I mean, I could see them doing something ridiculous like that because here's the problem. They did the draft before this show. Right. So now they've kind of painted themselves in a corner because Charlotte has no match for the Raw Women's title on this pay-per-view. 
Becky's defending against Becky, who is a Raw superstar now, is going to be defending mm-hmm. against a Raw superstar and a SmackDown superstar. The wrath changes go into effect this coming Friday. So where does that leave Raw? Charlotte got drafted SmackDown. And she's still the Raw Women's Champion with no title defense. Well, she's defending against Bianca tonight. So unless they have a beat on Raw tonight, I don't understand where they're going with this. Yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with a lot of the uh, the booking uh, around the draft. Um, yep. Yeah, logically, it wouldn't make sense for it to go to Sasha because she's going to be on SmackDown. And you know they're not going to have more than one women's match on this show uh, because, you know, well, Saudi. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, and I hate to say it like that, but I mean, but it's, it's, that's, that, yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's where, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of laws, if you want to call them that, you know, kind of come into play there. And... And, you know, I mean, dude, I feel so sorry for the women because, you know, they're going to be wearing, like, the leather suits that, um, like, motorcycle racists, you know, racers. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. That full leather type deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. In that, in that, hundred, that in, 100 degree heat. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't show any skin other than their hands and their face. Right. And maybe a little bit of their neck, and that's about it. Yeah. And, so, like... So Bianca, I don't know if these were temporary or this is actual ink, but she had like tattoos of lips on her back. I don't know if you saw that earlier. Yeah. And uh, I never noticed that before. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's just. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if I'll have to go back and look at some of her NXT matches and see if I can. If that's um, always been there, or if that's a temporary thing. I don't know. Uh, but tell you what, I mean, I actually am, um, even though it'll probably be like the last match and I'll probably be asleep by the time it comes on, but her and Charlotte, uh, being in a match together tonight, I'm actually, I think that has potential to be a a pretty decent match because they are both legitimate college athletes. Yeah. I have noticed though, Bianca's the better athlete. she's the smoother athlete. Like there was a sequence where they both did like a backflip. And for Charlotte, it's like she can do it. And she's a, she's a great athlete, but it's like her execution of it was not nearly as smooth as Bianca's was, but yeah, it should be a good match as long as there's not any ridiculous interference or anything. If they just go out there and let them go, Give those two a good 20 minutes and let them, you know, show you what they can do. But but as far as the Saudi match, I think Sasha, I, I think Sasha should win. And I'm going to say Sasha's going to win since she's the only SmackDown representative. I'd like to see Bianca win, but I do agree with you. Sasha probably is going to win. Yeah. You know, it just... Uh, I think the match itself, you know, will probably be outstanding as much as oh, what yeah. they can do, you know, while they're um, probably sweating 10 pounds off a piece. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. whew, oh man, that's, I think that'll be the only thing that might actually hinder the matches because they, they better make sure they have a lot of water and stuff like that on standby for like heat exhaustion because mm-hmm. these women, yeah. man, that's, that's going to be a rough one. So, um, and you know, and you know, they can't exactly go in there and buck the system either because the Saudis are, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty strict about, you know, their laws. So, yeah. Um, this wouldn't let him do that anyway, because he's not going to let anything interfere with his money. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ten-year deal he's got going. Yeah, it's like oh, Vince, you know when you you didn't want to have a twenty-year contract with Brett, and you even figured out later on that was not a good idea to have a twenty-year contract with anybody. Why would you want to have a similar contract with the Saudis? Yeah, you know. Yes, there. Yes, the money is good. I'll get me wrong, but still, I mean, it's caused you all sorts of problems. I mean, they literally cut people up and throw them in the trash. They've yeah. done it. They've done it. Yeah, they've done it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got away with it. They I got mean, away with it. Did it, and they still got away with it. So it's like, why? Why would you want to have a even uh, a relationship with that? But we'll yeah, we'll move, move on. on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's the, what's the next match? Uh, next match is, uh, will be the, um, next to last match on the card, uh, WWE champion Big E versus Drew McIntyre. Um, again, I feel like that kind of shot themselves in the foot with this because Big E's just starting his run. Drew's going to SmackDown. So Big E wins. I mean, it makes no sense. One, it makes no sense to take the title off of him this early. Two, right. it would make no sense for Drew McIntyre to win it and then go to SmackDown. You know, so, again, it was one of those they should have waited and had the draft after this show. Or, here's a plan, not have this show, do the draft, and then build everything towards Survivor Series. Right. That <laughs> that would, yeah, that would make a lot more sense, but... I think that once they had everything scheduled, they weren't going to change it. But then again, Fox Sports may have actually had something to do with the draft anyway because... They may have because yeah. I know they they personally asked for Charlotte to get drafted to SmackDown. So yep. that's why she got drafted. But And I, I get that. The people paying the bills that makes a request, you, you know, yep. you accommodate that request, but... I don't think they thought about, oh, well, how do we get this belt off her before she goes to the other show? Oh, um, I think Big E will win this. I mean, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make any sense for Drew to win at this point. Nothing against Drew, but you you got drafted to another show, so it doesn't make any sense for you to take the title and go to another show. And, you know, I think it's a really good way to, to put Big E over even more. Um, yeah. to have him beat a former Raw champion. Yeah. You know, so um, so it, logically, yes, it does make sense for Big E to win this one. And with Drew going to SmackDown. Um, now, one of the things we haven't looked at yet, and I know I'll definitely look at it in one of the other matches, there's always a possibility of some kind of shenanigans or interference, just like in Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, you know, you have MVP, you have the Hurt Business. Yeah. You know, there that could always be a factor. Uh, Goldberg's son is probably going to be there. Um, yeah. 
yeah so you know those those could always become part of the matches but we don't know it's it's hard i've tried to predict things like that before and i think i've been right like once and i couldn't remember <laughs> when that was um but but yeah it's kind of hard to predict interference you know yeah, it is because i mean it's like the opportunities right there for it but i feel like when like we grew up on the old mid-south and nwa wrestling and when there was interference it made sense right i mean you could see it coming a lot of the times even at our age then you could see it coming but it made sense excuse me it made sense now right. it's like they just have interference i feel like they have interference when they don't when they don't know what the match outcome is actually going to be so they throw interference in to get somebody disqualified so that they have an out because they haven't planned ahead on anything. <laughs> yep. But because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they because a lot of times they rewrite the show, especially Raw. You know, a lot of times the show half an hour into the show, so nobody really knows what's going on. They had didn't learn from WCW's mistakes because they were doing nope, the same thing. <laughs> yep. Um. So you actually said that was the next to last match. There's actually two more matches that we haven't uh, mentioned. the The King of the Ring and the Queen's. Oh yeah, they didn't have. Uh, yeah, they didn't have yeah. those listed. Uh, yeah, King the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring finals. Yeah. Now the King of the Ring, that one is set. Now it's going to be Finn Balor and Xavier Woods. Ah. Uh, that I think. That's another one. You know, as much as what we've kind of crapped all over the the crowd jewel shows because the last ones have been kind of well kind of crappy this one is actually shaping up with the potential to be a really good show yeah i mean if they if they book it right and mm -hmm. it could be a really good show um i honestly hope xavier woods wins king of the ring like we were talking about before the show kofi got his push biggie's getting his push it's time for Xavier to, you know, get some shine. Time for yep. him to get some of that spotlight. And because uh, he's extremely underrated as a wrestler, he's a lot of people realize that he is. I don't think it would hurt Finn Balor to take that loss. I mean, you know, in a tournament final. And really, I think they can do more with Xavier winning King of the Ring than they can with Finn. Very true. Because Finn's, Finn's going to stay in the main event regardless. Mm -hmm. So I think giving Xavier King of the Ring and maybe pushing him up the ladder some as a singles wrestler do some good. I mean, even if he, you know, they have him do a short feud with Roman, we all know that Roman's going to win that, but the exposure that that's going to give Xavier and the confidence that that's going to give him to be in the ring fighting for a world championship would be amazing. So I personally, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Xavier Woods is going to win King of the Ring. And I am very inclined to agree with you because like I said, it, it didn't do, it, it's not going to hurt Finn Balor to lose. No. And I think with, but if you were to start calling him King Balor, 
that it doesn't work. No, no, it it's, doesn't work. But King Xavier, or you know, yeah. does work. Plus, with Finn Balor, it's like you know, when he was in New Japan, he was Prince Devitt. When when his second NXT run and his comeback to the main roster, he's been the prince. It works. Anybody that's followed Finn Balor knows he was Prince Devitt in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it just it fits. King Balor just doesn't have the same ring to it as uh, King Xavier does. Oh, not only that, but Xavier, he kind of has that over the top personality to where you know he'll be the king and he he'll just roll with it. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean... Yeah. He, He'll have fun with it, and he won't exactly. take himself too seriously. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm still waiting for them to actually kind of capitalize on him having his PhD, because I mean, really, they could call him Doc. Well, not Doctor Xavier Woods, it's Doctor what Austin Creed's his real name. Yeah, Austin Creed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, but they, they could call him Doctor Xavier Woods, and and it would actually be a true statement. Yeah. And. Yep. You know, um, but yeah, call him, you know, King. yeah, I can see him there because the, the New Day, they make everything work. Oh, yeah, everything. You know, I mean, so. Anything that they've ever been given, they've made work, so. Yeah, they, they've been silly with it, and they, the crowd gets into it, and, you know, next thing you know, they're going to be selling, you know, booty crowns. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Now, as far as the queen, um, Zelina Vega is already a lock to be in the match. The other two competitors, which is going to be decided at some point tonight, I'm going to guess. Yeah, it'd have to be tonight. This is the last chance. Uh, it's either going to be Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler. Um, okay, you remember what I was saying before about... Um, the match is shaping up to be a really good match. I can't see that this match didn't matter who Zelina's going against. Oh, I just can't see the chemistry between Zelina and either one of the other women. Um, yeah, I can't either. Here's okay. Here's logical booking again. You know, we know we know their track record, but <laughs> logical booking is Shayna Baszler beats Dewdrop. On Raw, she goes to Saudi, Malls, Selena Vega, and wins the Queen's Crown. I mean, her nickname is the Queen of Spades. I mean, it's writing itself ah. right there. And she's aligned herself with Sonya Deville on SmackDown. So it makes perfect sense for her to win the Queen's Crown. Now, given that Vince McMahon doesn't understand Shayna Baszler's character, which is ridiculous because it's like you literally have the same character in male form booked on your sh on the same show. You know, you have him booked against your other world champion. Yep. But I could see Vince having Shayna Baszler lose the Dewdrop, Dewdrop going to Saudi and winning the Queen's Crown. And, you know, I don't think they're ever going to do anything with Zelina Vega. I think no. they got her exactly where they want her. They got her signed to come back. They got her to not do her Twitch channel and whatever other 
things that they put in her contract. So I feel like she's stuck until that contract's over. And uh, and I just now realized that I, I stand corrected on an earlier statement I said about them only having the one woman's match. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my, my bad. That one's on me. <laughs> but... Um, you know, and this also comes down to if I was Dewdrop, because I mean, Dewdrop, I mean, she's kind of heavy set. I wouldn't want to have to put on that full leather thing. And because of yeah. Dewdrop size, unfortunately, because I mean, I'm a fat guy, I wouldn't want to wear that stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and she's being forced to wear it. You know, so that's going to be yeah. kind of taxing on her. Whereas Shayna Baszler and Zelina Vega, my God, they need to eat a lot more. They, they give them give them your sandwich seriously, because them two they need to eat. And so they be... <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, At least Shayna's used to wearing the long. She is, yeah, ice. you're right. So. But I don't know. I think. That one's a little hard to predict, unless, you know, until we know who wins tonight. But like I said, logically, it should be Shayna Baszler. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I'll I'll just go ahead and say this: Zelina Vega is going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Regardless. I mean, whoever. Yeah. Regardless, whoever wins tonight is going to win the Queen's Crown. Yeah. Zelina Vega would be. It would do her a world of good. Oh, it would. Because I think that she would. I think she'd benefit from going to NXT because I think they'd use her better in NXT. Oh, I agree. But Vince is in NXT now, too, so I don't know. Uh, so, last match, and I w this is where I will throw a prediction of um, interference because, I mean, look who all is involved. Roman Reigns, you know that the Usos are going to be right there. Yep. Um, but there's the whole, uh, and I'll admit, I mean, this is actually a pretty intriguing storyline with Paul Heyman. Okay. Who is Paul Heyman going to side with? That is true because I mean, you could see it legitimately going either way. Mm -hmm. You could see Paul cause it wouldn't be the first time that Paul's pulled a swerve on one champion. He was managing to get the title on the other champion on the other wrestler that he's managing. So, but I don't see them taking the title off Roman yet. I mean, he's literally on the run of his career. So mm -hmm. I say, keep the title on him and keep printing money. Cause that's what they're doing. And, but plus this is Brock's last match of this year. This is the only match of this year. He won't be, <laughs> he won't be there again until the Royal Rumble. Oh. Whether it's a title match or whether he's in the Rumble. But either way, after after Crown Jewel, Brock is not contractually obligated again until Royal Rumble season. I can see... So... Well, I can see Roman Reigns being kind of, well, just like a better terms, ugly to Paul Heyman. You know, we'll go with one of the, one of the most other terms. They were just ugly to one another. And 
I can see him getting ugly with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar stepping in. Yeah. To, yeah Brock Lesnar stepping in to um, more or less save, you know, his old um, advocate. What do you think? Hey, Julian, you still with me? <clears throat> you there? Yeah, my internet dropped out for a minute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, I heard you say about um, Brock stepping up for... Uh... For Heyman, say if Roman was getting all over Heyman, being mean to him, and Brock stepping up hmm. to yeah, save he, Heyman. Yeah, he was being ugly to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Roman just started getting ugly with Paul, and then Brock he jumped in there and saved him. Yeah, yeah, I can but, see that happening. I can see that happening, but I think with Brock's limited schedule and because. You know, Roman's the highest merchandise seller of any heel ever. And WWE's not going to mess with that cash cow. So I think, plus, it's not time for Roman to drop it yet. If if he mm -hmm. drops it, it shouldn't be to, it shouldn't be to a part-timer. It, it needs to be to somebody that can truly benefit from beating, for beating Roman for the title. And one of the things I like about them having the belt on Roman for so long is because when he does lose it, it will actually mean a lot more instead exactly. of this. Yeah. yeah. And instead of the way, you know, they, you know, it used to be Hogan held the title. Let's see. He won it in January 84 and then he lost it in January of 88. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. That was, you know, four years that yeah. he had it. He lost it. To, well, sort of to Andre, and he didn't have it for a year. Then he then he won it back, but then he lost it a year later to um, Warrior, and you know. But he held it for a while before he you know yeah. he didn't. Yeah, it wasn't like okay, I want it. Okay, next month it's your turn. Okay, two weeks later it's this other guy's turn. Okay, now this other guy's, and now if you go through the roster right now uh, of the entire WWE roster with Raw and SmackDown and some of the people even in NXT. And you can go down and say he was a world champion. He was a world champion. He was a world champion. Now, now, especially now that they have two different titles, you can consider yep. it that. And some of you can say, yeah. well, Rey, Rey Mysterio held it what twice, grand total of what two days. Yeah, he held the world heavyweight title twice, and he was WWE champion for like two hours. Right, and and so now you have all these people who have held it but it devalues the title with Roman holding on to it as, uh, as long as what he has, you know, it denotes, yes, this guy is the best guy. It's not the 50, 50 booking that they've been doing. And it yeah. gives more, it gives more value to the title. It gives more value to the, the person holding the title and it's going to give more value to the person who eventually beats him. Yep. Um, what is, how many days has Roman held it now? Uh, it's over 400. I know Brock's, Brock Brock has the uh, the record for the universal title. I think it's five hundred and ten days. Really? So Roman, yeah. 
Roman's got, of course, Roman's on every SmackDown, Roman's on every pay-per-view. Right. Brock got 510 days, and he disappeared for a couple of months. Yeah. So, you know, when you only need to wrestle five times. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. only wrestle five yeah. times a year, so it's easy to hold it. Well, that's like, like you were talking about, you know, hot shot in the title. AEW does a great job. I know we're talking about Crown Jewel, but just a but, comparison. Like you're like you were saying with Roman, it's making the universal title important. It's making mm-hmm. it worth fighting for. And who like you said, whoever beats Roman is going that's going to elevate them because he's elevated the championship. Um AEW does a great job with that. Like they've only had they've been around two years and they've only had three champions every every one of their champions has held it for an extended period of time and when they lost it 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 made it a big deal because they did hold it for so long like when jericho lost it to moxley it was a big deal moxley loses it to kenny Kenny omega it was a big deal Mm -hmm. whoever kenny omega loses the title to it's going to be a big deal because they're not every other pay-per-view passing the title around. They're keeping it for extended runs and making the title more valuable. And I was even thinking about when Flair, when he was NWA world champion, he would hold it for, you know, like a year, year and a half or so. Then he would lose it. Yeah. You know, to somebody for maybe a month and he'd get it right back. Yeah. And then hold on to it for a lot longer, a lot longer, a lot longer. And it's still it's still elevating the guy who beat him, even if it is for a short time, but it is showing, yes, they have the ability to beat Ric Flair, this man who is the world champion, regardless. Exactly. Like a perfect example of that is when Ronnie Garvin beat him for the world title. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever saw Ronnie Garvin in the world title picture. He beats Flair. That immediately elevates Ronnie Garvin and gives the gives that illusion that man anybody can get beat at any given time but this this is the championship you should be chasing Ronnie Garvin holds it for a couple months Flair Flair takes it back goes on another extended run the next person that beats the title is elevated because mm-hmm. he has made the championship so important right and even right now um, because they were just showing uh, Drew and Big E against uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Robert Roode, sorry. He switches back and forth between uh, Robert and Bobby. I just call him Bobby Roode. Yeah, there we go, Bobby Roode. I mean, glorious. Yeah. You know, <laughs> great song. But yeah. But Dolph Ziggler, people forget he's a former world champion because he's been jobbed out week upon week upon week. Yep. You know, so. Uh, so now it's like, I'm a former world champion. So, so was everybody else in the locker room. Exactly. So, you know, so is two thirds of the locker room. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't hold the same meaning, you know. So with Roman, I think, yeah, he will retain just because I think Brock Lesnar, if they were to put the belt back on him, it would be extremely unpopular. Uh, it's not like it would have been a few years ago where they could get away with having Brock hold the title and they'd say, well, he's an attraction. 
because some try to argue, well, look at Hogan. Hogan wasn't on TV every week either. Well, and Hogan caught a lot of criticism for that. Yeah, but that was also how it worked at that time. You know, you right. look at you look at you know, Flair was an anomaly. Flair was usually on TV every week, mm-hmm. but Flair was an exception. You know, most of your champions, and especially in the old you know old territory days, if they had TV, they weren't on TV all the time. Because they were, you know, they were off touring that come in for the big show or whatever. But now it's like, you know, I kind of have the old school mentality to where I don't think the champion needs to be on TV every single week. But at the same time, I don't think the title should be held hostage for three months and never see the champion. Right. And one other thing about Hogan that a lot of people forget because you because you didn't see it on TV yeah. was the house shows. Yeah. He was Yeah. He was doing the house show circuit. He was on the house shows all the time. You yes. just didn't see him on TV. So, but yeah, but yeah, you'd see him on the house shows wrestling these monsters like a Kamala, like a big boss or um, yeah, big boss, man. I had to think about which he was using. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you'd see, he would wrestle them on, on the house shows, but, and you would think, oh man, he's going to wrestle that guy that, that I just saw just destroy, literally destroy somebody on TV. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go pay to watch that match. Yeah. And yeah. you know, whereas Brock Lesnar, of course, even when before COVID, when they were doing house shows, Lesnar wasn't on them. He wasn't on the show. I mean, he was just gone for two or three months at a time. Yeah. I mean, he was. You know, driving, I'm pretty sure he owns a pickup truck up there by his farm up in Canada. Yeah. And he, he just threw the belt, like, in the back. And whenever it was time to go defend it again, he'd drive to the airport. All right, you know, kind of dust it off and knock all the rain <laughs> off of it. And Yeah. All right, let's go. Um, but I think the show itself, I mean, I never thought I'd say, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. But I'm actually looking forward to the show. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I know we've seen... Reigns and Lesnar multiple times, but the dynamic is completely different. So I think that brings something new to it that we haven't seen before. And, oh, uh, what what time does it come on Eastern time? Noon. Noon Eastern? Yeah. Uh, um, because Thursday, uh, I'm actually also covering for a co-worker. So, um, so I'm going to have a little bit more work than, usual, than I usually do. Even though Thursday, I will have to say, is actually one of our uh, slower days. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because, I mean, we have we have our daily reports we put out. But, of course, we also have weekly reports we put out every week. But the weekly reports generally go out on Monday and Tuesday, and there may be one or two on a Wednesday. By the time Thursday oh, gets – yeah, by the time Thursday gets around, there are no weekly reports. And on Friday, there's some reports that only go out on Friday. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it starts at uh, it starts at noon, okay. uh, Eastern time. All right, so yeah, eleven o'clock your time. Like you said, you're right there in your home office. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, if I got anything going on, I mean, I won't be able to watch it anyway because I me, mean, obviously, you know, work does have to come first. Yeah, but I can very easily see our Thursday episode being a review of what just happened on crown jewel yep 
you know, so by the time we record, I should have enough time to get home and actually finish watching whatever I didn't already catch. Right. I should, but I also have band practice at night. <laughs> I'll figure out something. <laughs> yeah, we'll just play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Yeah, that seems to work for us. We're good at that. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, we also have uh, the interview Wednesday that'll be dropping Thursday morning with Breezy, one of the NWF future stars. I'm looking forward to that because uh, she is uh, pretty interesting, actually. You know, some of her, uh, little, she told me a little bit about her, um, about her backstory, but then she also said, but we're going to save the rest for the podcast. She actually said that. I'm like, oh, okay. She's all right. Want, all right, yeah, all right. She's wanting to come on. I mean, that, that makes me happy because, uh, she's very good hill in the ring. Very nice outside the ring. Cool. cool. You know, so, uh, that always makes it a lot better. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to Thursday and whatever else happens in wrestling and yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot more interview scheduled because i actually had somebody tell me today they actually um they actually they prefer interviews even though they understand we can't do only interviews we need to cover other things but they actually do like our interviews so um yeah we're getting a lot of positive feedback i mean this has been a a pretty good week for the show i have to admit yeah oh and we were at uh what were we at when i texted you we were at number 146 146 and yesterday at some point we hit 123 man yeah i don't know how they do their rankings because i'm looking at some of the ones ranked ahead of us and they have not put out episodes since august uh, and, okay. and they've only and they only have out like 10 episodes period i'm like how are they yeah how's the <laughs> ranking work yeah yeah how's ranking work now all of conrad thompson's podcast yes i do understand why he out of the top 14 podcasts seven of them are his well yeah yeah i get that i mean because yeah. yeah i mean because once he built the audience for one well now that audience carries on to the other ones i mean yep. you know so uh and get on it because i mean he has a great and plus i mean he has a great product i mean that always helps yeah. you know so chris jericho same thing uh when his i think was number two this morning when i checked and jericho you know he um he does his wrestling bit, but he Jericho also does other non-wrestling uh, interviews. Yeah. And he does music reviews and he does everything. So his really is the Chris Jericho show. It's not the Chris Jericho, the wrestler, yeah. you know, type deal. But I will say this before we go. Chris Jericho now has twice interviewed the guys who run the True Crime Cast podcast. Cool. And those guys, actually, they had me on their other podcast, the Bless Their Hearts podcast, when I was talking about sports curses, actually, totally not even wrestling, but talking about sports curses. And the last story they hear, they, they actually do two, they do the true, they, they do two episodes every week of the true crime cast. One is just a, if you want to call it normal, like about 45 minute episode, where they talk about, yeah. um, some, you know, some case, you know, some famous, you know, or maybe not so famous case, but it, one is, it's, it warrants having a longer show. And then on their Friday show, they call it what they call crime to go, which is a story that's 10 minutes or less. And it's one that may not be as well known. And the facts um, just don't really warrant. You couldn't talk about it for 45 minutes. And so their last episode, they yeah, did. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. It makes sense. Yep. They're yeah. the show they did this past Friday. Um, I actually wrote for them. 
and because I actually because I knew they had a writer step down, um, and and so I actually asked them if they needed any help. I was like, hey, you know, I'm just curious, you know, um, uh, how how does your format go? Well, they sent me an example of one of the things, and so I was like, okay, and I actually sent them. It was a case that happened in Pinehurst, North Carolina, in 1980. I mean, I was a young child. I vaguely remember when it happened, but people down there they still talk about it sometimes because it was like that. Um, well, gruesome, actually. I mean, it was that shocking. Um, and yeah, dude, if you haven't listened to it yet, I mean, I'd go give it a listen. But yeah, don't let the kids listen to it. It'll give them nightmares because it gave my son. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it gave my son nightmares because I actually had it playing on the, you know, the thing that we can't mention the name. And yeah, yeah and he's like, oh my God, dad. He said, you got to turn that off. And, but he, by that point, he had already heard some of it and because he knew it was a true story. And he actually had nightmares that night thinking about it. So then, I mean, of course I felt really bad. So yeah, it's just let you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad, but yeah, the episode itself um, is actually called the ring. And, you know, when, when they get into the, uh, the story, then you'll understand why they actually titled it the ring. I didn't know what they were going to title it. I mean, I just told them all the facts and, but they actually titled it the ring. And so I was like, okay, it makes sense. But oh, yeah, okay. about, yep. So about 95% of their dialogue, you know, even like the back and forth, I mean, it, it um, I actually wrote that for them. And so when they told me they wanted to use it, you know, and I was like, oh, go for it. I mean, it, it's so I've been pretty stoked about that. So it makes me pretty happy. I but don't yeah, blame you. I would be too. Yep. And if, but if they hadn't been on Chris Jericho's podcast, I may not have ever heard of them. Right. So, you know, so uh, maybe one day we can get Jericho on ours or we can get on Jericho's. <laughs> we'll have to see. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but in the meantime, my friend, we will definitely be talking to each other. And I hope this is going to be another good week for the podcast because last, last week was pretty good. I said we keep it going. Yep. Me too. Uh, I agree. All right, dude. Well, God bless. All right. God bless, man.